Hello there. My name is Merck, aka The Canardian. I can't believe we're finally saying hello there in a good context for Kenobi. I'm super excited to get into this, but I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. I am joined, as always, by my favorite co-pilot in all the galaxy, Charlie Carden. Charlie, how are you doing tonight? Hello there. Oh, wait. Wait, oh, wait. Somebody already said that. Okay. Hi. Hello to the people of Earth. Yes, no. How's everybody doing? It's uh, it's Star Trek time. We're we're uh, Star Wars time. We're we're Star Wars in it. <laughs> we're thirty seconds into this, Charlie. Damn it, Nanu Nanu. Um, so say hey, we. All. You know what? You did it on purpose, so then I will not feel bad when I inevitably do it because I'm used to being on the Star Trek podcast with Charlie. And that voice you hear is our special guest tonight, Katie Q. She already kind of introduced herself from Charlie's uh, Star Trek podcast. It gets way too much uh, time already mentioned on this show. <laughs> but uh, I do hope if you're a Trek fan, you listen to that show as well. So uh, do I. Katie, how are you doing? Welcome to the show. I'm doing very well. I'm excited to have uh, branched out further into my slow takeover of Secret Friends Unite. Slow, subtle takeover. And, we'll, <laughs> and, and, and we're, we're, we're prepared to be taken. It's okay. We surrender. <laughs> We're so happy to have you on here. I'm, I'm super pumped to uh, to talk to you and get to know a little bit about your Star Wars story and uh, and jump into Kenobi and all the stuff that's happened since the last time we recorded. So it's it's great to have you here. Yeah, thanks. I'm glad to be here. Excellent. Excellent. Well, let's, let's jump right in because we have a whole lot of stuff to talk about today. So let's let's go straight into your star wars origin story so we're gonna, um, we're gonna do a few rapid questions but yeah how did you get into star wars i remember watching it with my cousins um when i was probably like maybe five or six um maybe a little bit later than that but i remember i was um not old enough to watch all of episode three or well i guess episode nine um, okay yeah <laughs> episode oh what well, well, yeah, the og trilogy yeah the og you, trilogy your math has, that would be episode six Four, five, six. I think. Episode six excuse yes. me yeah i was gonna say math. i thought, I yeah. thought you were doing that chicago math on star wars <laughs> i was just oh shit no what no, no. Gonna do now i'm okay. just bad at math um, okay understand yes no so i was not allowed to watch that because of the rancor my mom thought that would be too scary for me so oh. i specifically remember having to sit in the other room with my little brother um, waiting until the part uh, where that was done, and then they were supposed to come and get me so I could watch the rest of it. It was that way with my ex-wife and my former stepson in episode two with the Nexu, the big cat thing, when it jumped up, climbed up the pole and scratched Padme's back. She thought that was too scary for him. So, right. See, I, I always thought that the Empire Strikes Back was way more scary. Like, that one always creeped me out. Just with because the Wampa? Like, and yeah, the well, big, yeah. Yeah, with, like, the the ice planet and you know yoda was cool but he was also kind of creepy like he was a crazy old man and he right. had a scary emperor i and like uh luke almost falls off of a city the tree <laughs> part in the uh where, where luke goes on his little spirit quest and cuts darth vader's head off and then it's yes. him inside yeah like, yeah it's freaky creepy, creepy shit in that one and Although, it's all I mean, everything's everything's so dark. It's like everything is like, oh, you can't see what the hell's going on. So yeah. And yeah, that's always. the thing, honestly, in my Star Wars journey, um, it took me until probably maybe like a, just a few years ago when I was rewatching that scene where I realized it was supposed to be Luke's face. I always thought it was just some random woman. I didn't <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, watch out, it's it's Dorothy Hamill. Who is Stop. this? <laughs> oh my god. Wait, today I saw someone. I think it was on either, I think it was on Instagram, but someone did like one of those uh, like gender swapping, like Snapchat effects on mm -hmm. Luke. But like, yeah, Mark Hamill looks pretty good as a woman. I'm not, I don't know. It was like, I had some weird feelings. I could see that uh, going on there. Uh, let's get, <laughs> let's get to your favorite Star Wars movie. Okay, so um, this I need to preface this because anytime someone asks me, I always feel like I should say aesthetically speaking, not story, not plot, not nothing, because the movie itself I thought was not great. But The Last Jedi, aesthetically speaking, was yeah. absolutely beautiful. Horrible yep. story-wise, but visually speaking... Had some beautiful cinematic moments. Right, the Octo and the and the Salt Planet crate. Yes, and then, there was just some yeah. really cool stuff going on there. So the, I always the, the holdo like maneuver. Yeah, yeah. all the ships and yeah. But oh yeah, I agree. As far as like a holistic, like everything taken into account, probably Rogue One. 
Oh, all right. That's is that's the first Great one answers. I think we've gotten. But yeah, I was I was having a Star Wars. My new barber, uh, who runs a completely Star Wars themed barbershop, I shit you not, here in Grand Rapids, on Southeast Side. Okay, For- you have to tell me where they are. Forest Hills uh, Barbershop. It's the corner of Forest Hill and Cascade Road. So very close to my house. Um, yes, we were talking and and we were uh, espousing the the great value of Rogue One and how just on this very podcast a few episodes ago, Rogue One pushed Return of the Jedi out of the top three for me. My top three mm-hmm. became Empire, Rogue One, A New Hope, and then Jedi was boop in the next third. So mm-hmm. yeah, lo- love that film. Oh my God. Katie, favorite character? Oh, again, that's difficult um i think ahsoka is up there but sabine wren is also oh hell yes mm. yeah going animated awesome yep oh yeah great, i'm great i'm an game. animated fan <laughs> so you it's it's good that you're on this one we're gonna be talking about celebration you must have freaked out we're gonna gonna get a little bit of ahead, ahead of ourselves right now but like how bad did you freak out when you saw sabine Oh my gosh. I was so excited. I saw the tweet that she sent out where she was like, I have been waiting forever to tell you this. And I could find it. I was like, oh yes. Oh yes. And there had been some leaks about possibly having them like a tie into Rebels. And I remember I had rewatched Rebels um, right after I think they had announced an Ahsoka show. And I was like, oh my gosh, how cool would it be? Because it it ends with Sabine being like, all right, we're going to go find right now Ezra and it's gonna be awesome and I was like how cool would it be if that's what the show is about and my spouse and I had like a few moments of like yeah that'd be really cool they're not gonna do that and then like they're setting it up where (laughs) I'm like if they don't do that if they don't do that (laughs) especially (laughs) in in the Mandalorian Mm-hmm. When she confronts uh, the, Mag- the magistrate, what's her butt? Yeah, magistrate, yeah, yes. and, and she's like, you know, where is Grand Admiral Thrawn? And it's like everybody's all. She's mm-hmm. still like this is part of her searching. Like when's the when's the rest of the Ghost Crew going to show up? Like right, this is, this is happening. And she's searching for a long time because Mando's uh, plus five years Return of the Jedi, and the oh, end yeah. of Rebels is two years before. I, I checked it recently. Two years before New Hope, so that's seven years. Mm-hmm. that she's still looking for and, and not finding. So, yeah. yeah. And I mean, it, that that's probably good because you have to kind of explain away Ahsoka from the OT, right? right. Yeah, exactly. She's, she's there she's, somewhere. Like, what's she's she on, she's, she's, on, she's, on, yeah. she's on a quest like the like Q-tip yeah. in a tribe called Quest. That's what's going on. Based on your answer so far, I think I know which way you're going to go with this. Maybe not. Light side or dark side. Well, to quote my favorite character, I am no Jedi. So uh, I don't think I would actually go towards either. And I apologize. My dog is very angry because she's stuck on the couch right now. <laughs> um, but I definitely couldn't go dark side because I'm not mean enough. Um, but I also there's no way I could give up like all of my like worldly belongings and like, you know, loves. And I have like six animals, so I can't go full <laughs> Jedi either. I did. <laughs> I, 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 and that's. I I totally dubbed our dog a Jedi tonight. I said, oh, Albus Swan Kenobi. Totally (laughs) awesome. (laughs) That's kind of why I phrased that question in that way. Because I do, I'm going to ask, I have two more questions. And one of those is your your affiliation, which which do you think you'd, you kind of lean towards. But uh, for, for, yeah, light side, dark side, I think you can be light side and i've said it on the show before tons of times like i want them to explore more factions we've seen mm-hmm. jedi sith night sisters we've seen right. the the force uh trio and that kind of stuff and the the bendu like there's a lot more to the force than just a, a couple of factions so let's explore more of them and, and it's more see. than a two-party system yes. there's, there's <laughs> there are more there are more lightsaber colors than lifesavers think about that this is true it's a parallel which is the next question also of incredibly difficult one as charlie knows my hair changes color (laughs) drastically all the time because i love me some color um so this question also um which is my favorite lightsaber color or my lightsaber color of choice Mm -hmm. and i know that there's supposed to be meanings behind the colors i'll be honest i don't know those meanings so i'm just going to go off of the color and I'm usually drawn to orange, with purple Ooh. being my second favorite. 
Love it. Okay. That's the, great. The, the, the bad mamma jamma purple, uh, which was of <laughs> course created specifically by the request of Samuel L. Jackson. When he took the role, he said, I want a purple lightsaber. And George was like, who am I to say no to Samuel L. Jackson? Right. It's done. I love watching awesome. that that clip because like it's recorded and you get to see it happen in real time of George Lucas being like, well, they're usually just blue and green. And Sam Jackson's like, it's going to be fucking purple. Did he give him we'll the did he give him the black smoke moan eyes? <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a pretty great interaction. Uh, <laughs> Orange Orange is an interesting one because it's it's shown up now. I think in, in some old Republic stuff. I think the first canon appearance of that one was in a video game, Fallen Order. Oh. And it was like a pre-order bonus, but it, it still I think counts in canon. Uh, I think it was in Knights of the Old Republic. Right. I think. Because I I feel like I saw it when I played KOTOR the first time. And I was like, there's an orange lightsaber. That's so cool. I mean, why couldn't they be any color? It's whatever they found on, you know, Ilum Ilum before it was Starkiller base. But but I digress. (laughs) And we have had someone, I think someone on the show once said like rainbow or something that would change with their emotions or something. Which would be very cool. Oh, so it's like basically basically like a mood ring of a lightsaber. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would just like it if there's like multiple things where I can just click it and it Changes whichever color I want it. Yeah, they did. Mark, Mark, what a great segue to talk about. I was thinking you like to talk about looking for a real lightsaber that changes colors infinitely. Go to level up levelupsabers.com. Uh, they have a ton of hilts, like replica hilts and and, and new, uh, you know, just original ones. Some are great for cosplay. Some are great for actually hitting off of stuff and actually doing battle. There's an affiliate link in the show notes. Uh, it gives me a little kickback and, and helps uh, support us in the show here. And uh, so that's levelupsabers.com. And uh, and it just just follow Level Up uh, on, on like TikTok and stuff. Alan's awesome. Um, and we just had a, a special appearance by a dog. <laughs> oh, no, Sorry. man. I, I, I clicked off screen. I, well, you know what? One of my cats will be along soon. Yeah, look look at this. Oh, oh, my God. the one working in the background. Oh, my God. not watching the video, you just missed the cute pup. <laughs> like I said, at some point, uh, Jesse, my my kid, my cat kitten, will come by and she'll be bumping the screen on the other side. Usually makes an appearance. At me. Oh yeah, very always, good. Always welcome. Very good. So uh, I know that I'll be hitting up level up lightsabers within the next year or so. I need a hero Return of the Jedi Luke saber. Going to need that double there. double Ahsoka saber for April because it's an interest of hers in cosplay. So absolutely, yeah. And uh, so if if anyone is getting a saber, I've been watching a, a lot of stuff that Alan's been doing and uh, and talking on TikTok and stuff. So, but if anyone doesn't follow him there, um, he's been talking about what kind of saber to choose. So there's two different kinds. There's like a base lit one, which is good for if you're going to be hitting it off of something. It's basically like a flashlight that shines up through the blade. They're not as bright, but they can take a beating. He did one video recently that he doesn't recommend you doing, but he ran it over with his car <laughs> and it was still fine. Uh, I take don't, on that. don't try that, but like, yeah, you can. Um, then the other one is like a NeoPixel or uh, he says a XenoPixel on his uh, on his side, I believe. Um, but that's basically has LEDs throughout the blade and is much more uh, fancy. You can do different effects and colors and that actually does like a rainbow effect, which is awesome. And uh, those ones, though, because there's lights throughout the blade, you don't want to be hitting that blade on stuff. So that one's better for cosplay and like poses and TikTok videos and all that kind of shit. So... Uh, if you're going after a lightsaber, don't always go for the most expensive ones. Uh, if you're going to be beating it off of stuff, which is why I bought the base lit. So there we go. Beating uh, it off of stuff, not touching that with the 10 foot pole. <laughs> I'm going to be ordering two more. My nephews are coming home this summer and, uh, I'm going to be training some Padawans. Anyway, back to the question. <laughs> Last one, your favorite affiliation. This can be Jedi bounty hunters, Sith rebels, whatever i don't so jawas how you feel this is is this the affiliation like the group i would be with or just the people that i like the stuff um, of? i'm gonna let you interpret <laughs> <laughs> well so um my spouse loves the rebels um and so every time we've ever played anything where it's like a you know like a versus thing i always end up taking the empire i know 
fascist Nazis not cool. <laughs> However, I do love their brutish architecture and vibe. So mm-hmm. I think they do have some really awesome ships. I do they, love yeah, Empire they, ships. They're like, really crushing it when it comes to construction. Yeah, it's like the sure. Interceptor, oh, top notch in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So um, we do have the little minis like ship game, like the, the dog fighting. Collector- oh, yeah. yeah, so um, I always just tell him that he's part of the Rebel Alliance and he's going to die. Um, and he's a traitor. <laughs> oh, that just that sounds that sounds like as I'm being, like flipping around with my little interceptors. <laughs> uh, it sounds like being married to my ex-wife. You know, you're gonna die. You're a traitor. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. You're part of the rebel rebel alliance and a traitor. <laughs> Turn away. Exactly. The rebel so. watch strap on. Um, all right. That's that's good to know. I that is very surprising based on every other answer that you've given. <laughs> like, that's side, like, I would never be part of the empire, I but I do it. love their ships. <laughs> right, exactly. Something to be said. Yeah, like I said, something to be said for that craftsmanship. You know what I if mean? If you can tell, I am an artist because like half of my answers were okay. Well, visually speaking, right. The Last Jedi was great because to look at it. So if you just looked at it, but closed your ears and you didn't yeah, have just, to listen to the talking, you can yes. you can have a soundtrack. But yes, ju- exactly. yeah, just don't listen to anything else. <laughs> right. Just turn up John Williams real wide in the background yeah. and turn the volume all the way down on the TV. Right. Works. Uh, so let's move on to the news because we've got a ton of stuff to cover. Star Wars Celebration just happened. I know I'm going to miss stuff, but I also think most people at this point, if you're listening to this podcast, you've probably read or seen your favorite bit of uh, of news from Celebration. So... I want to run through a few highlights and then we can just kind of like list our favorite thing that happened. So a few highlights very quickly. We got an Andor trailer and release date, August 31st, 2022. We saw a sneak preview of Jedi survivor. The next video game after fallen order that has a 2023 release window, pretty broad. I'm guessing probably fall quick Uh, sidebar. If there's no soundtrack by survivor, the game is a failure. Can I hear a little bit of eye of the tiger? Oh uh, no, the search is over. The search is over. The search is over. Somebody jump in. I'm gonna get somebody to sing with me someday. You just Katie Katie Rickrolled me once, but that was all the singing I, I ever got out of her. I yeah. did. Uh, Sorry. For sure. Uh we got our first look at Ahsoka, an introduction to Chopper, and like I said earlier, Sabine, a tease of Hera, and uh, a mural of the ghost crew, like we already talked about a little bit. Uh John Watts Star Wars Skeleton Crew was officially announced. Jude Law is gonna star in that one. 2023 release window as well. And this is the one that follows the 10-year-olds finding their way across the galaxy. They're a little bit lost, they're away from home. Is this gonna be Goonies in space? I don't know, but I'm excited. Uh, we've got Mando season three officially coming in 2023. People were kind of hoping, myself included, this was going to be 2022, but here we go. Uh, we did get a description, although this was only shown at the convention, and I'm sure maybe there's some leaks online and stuff if you feel like going to hunt those down. But the footage uh, showed Mandalore. <laughs> hinted at a bit of conflict with Bo-Katan and apparently Babu Frick will appear in this show. Don't know how, don't know why. That's going to be great. (laughs) You have a trailer for the Bad Batch season two that has a fall 2022 release window and featured my boy, the Wookiee Jedi, Gunji. Oh man, Gunji's so great. Oh my goodness. I went with elemental nature for my lightsaber build because I needed that bilark tree uh, wood hilt just like my boy. So there we go. Uh, We got Star Wars Visions Volume 2 officially coming in spring of 2023. Star Wars Tales of the Jedi, that's the anthology animated series. That one's coming fall of 2022. So quick after the announcement on that one, which is awesome. Uh, Lego Star Wars Summer Vacation coming quickly. This summer, August fifth, and uh, Mark, I, I, I have to have to put that in our schedule because I missed out on that. I was I was mapping I was mapping out our, our our recording schedule through January with the the uh, with Andor and then the overlapping Bad Batch, but I did not incorporate uh, the Tales of the Jedi or the Summer Vacation, which we will obviously cover because that's what we do. 
For sure. And speaking of Lego, star, uh, Charlie's favorite topic, of course, uh, we've got the BD-1 build from Fallen Order or, or Jedi Survivor, I suppose. Uh, but this is a, a physical one, not like a Disney Plus special. Um, looks awesome. Uh, there's Star Wars High Republic Disney Plus show also going on to Disney Junior. That one's aimed at pre-K kids. So my son's going to be perfectly in line to get Yay. some uh, High Republic Disney stuff, teaching some lessons non-star wars related we got an indiana jones 5 teaser image and a trailer for willow holy crap that's a Willow's lot of stuff back. oh my good so yeah so friggin' much stuff and uh, i mean yeah are we just we're, we're all gonna pick one what do we have to fight over them just pick one that got you the most hype let's start with katie bad batch trailer all right nice. what was it about the bad batch trailer that got you hyped? um what, i what absolutely trailer? loved season one i'm just really excited for more omega i want to know what her deal is and i want to know more about her story and i'm super super stoked so excellent excellent yeah i'm I'm really looking forward to that one and there were a few i remember talking about bad batch when it first came out and it was like you know it kind of feels like a filler episode i'm guessing they're going to fill this in it's going to tie in i'm hoping for a little bit more of those like here's where this ties in here's where that ties in here's who she's going to meet or who she mm-hmm. is or, or that kind of thing. So it's, I'm, I'm very excited for bad batch too. Uh, Charlie. It is, this is a tough one. It's a tie for me between Andor because it's rebel Alliance based. This is five years uh, before, uh, you know, Ro- rogue one slash a new hope. Um, so we're getting a little bit more of the Genesis of it. We've got Genevieve O'Reilly back as uh as Mon Mothma, I would expect Beale Organa could pop up. Other legacy characters could pop up. Mando could pop up. You don't know. I mean, he's out there doing his thing. Boba Fett could pop up. So <laughs> there's, a, there's a chance for integration. Uh, but again, when I think about Ahsoka, I am always been in love with Rosario Dawson. She's, you know, top five on the, you know, the hall pass list without a doubt. If I ever <laughs> ran into it in real life, oh, good God, I would have no chance. But in my little mind's eye, Anyway, but I also loved Rebels, um, and to think about uh, the possibility of having all of those characters, it sounds like there'll be all of them, obviously minus Kanan, who doesn't make it past the series, uh, appear in live action um, is, I mean, I, like I said, I followed that show bit by bit, absolutely loved it. So it's it's a firm tie for me. I might tilt a little bit more towards Ahsoka um, because that's, that's my wife's favorite Star Wars character, near as I can tell. Um, so that'll be big, big excitement around here. So yeah, crazy. <laughs> Katie, Charlie said two. Do you have another one that got you really excited? Ahsoka. Absolutely. Okay. I mean, I've already quoted her like twice. So Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. You want me to draw you a picture? <laughs> so based on both of you being hyped for Ahsoka, I do I want to ask where where do you hope they go with Ahsoka? Do you hope it's just the hunt for for Ezra, do you hope there's a little bit more flashbacks, new stuff? Where, where, where do you want them to go with this one? I feel like they did a really good job kind of cleaning up her story with the last season of Clone Wars that they did that was specifically kind of that about arc. her. Oh, yeah. yeah, like that last arc. It kind of just went, okay, she has found out where she wants to go. Like she was able to kind of close that last chapter of not being a Jedi and kind of where she wanted to go with it in her appearances in rebels gave a very strong sense of like her being willing to help, but only to a certain extent. So I really am just kind of curious as to where she's going from here. I don't really need them to fill in the kind of backstory so much because it's, you know, Ahsoka's going to Ahsoka. She's probably, you know, helping out and being sassy and, you know, being a badass like she does. Sassy. (laughs) But I'm really more interested in her interactions with the crew of the ghost and how, those relationships will go because her last family ended so badly and it was so traumatic for her that I think it's going to be really difficult for her to open up and be able Mm -hmm. to be accepted and accepting of a new clan, like what the ghost family kind of does. And there's a lot of hurt and pain that's going on with that family too, as far as losing Kanan and losing Ezra. So I'd really love to see kind of what's going on there. Gotcha. And I think is funny what we'll, we'll touch us in Kenobi, but um, the chance of having uh, multiple uh, Tamira Morrison spread across. I'd love to see Rex, who we know mm-hmm. is uh, listed as the character of Grandpa uh, at the Battle of Endor. He's he has been identified as 
when they run out of the shield bunker and uh, or no, when Han runs past the, the guard and taps him on the shoulder and he chases him around the corner and there's all the rebels saying they're pointing guns at him. The guy with the big bushy beard, that's Rex. That's grandpa. Mm-hmm. So we know that he, you know, becomes a, a regular rebel alliance guy. So, yeah, what is he doing five years later? Hanging out with Ahsoka. That's what I'm saying. I hope so. Yeah, that'd, that'd be uh, yeah, it'd be very interesting to see where they take this. I am wondering if they're going to show because apparently Dave Filoni has written the scene where she meets Luke for the first time. Because when we got the introduction in uh, in whatever the book book of Boba Fett, when mm-hmm. you know they little diversion the Mandalorian season two point five. Yeah, exactly. So when we get that, like it's kind of already been established that they know each other. Like they've already met. It's it, it happens off, but uh, apparently, in order to write more of Ahsoka's story and to write that scene, Dave Filoni had to like make up the backstory. So he wrote that scene or like that that arc but didn't want to place it in Boba Fett and didn't know where to put it. So he's still looking for a place. I'm wondering if that's going to be this show. Honestly, but, if David Floney's handling this, that would make me even happier because anything that he's done, I have been thrilled with so far. Yeah. He's uh, aside from George Lucas, probably one of the best uh, Bibles that we have for, for what star Wars is. He, his understanding mm-hmm. is, uh, is pretty much direct as direct as you can get aside from George Lucas, which is, uh, which is saying something. So, uh, I'm very excited for that one. Uh, as far as the other stuff I'm excited for, I'm going to, I'm going to throw out, um, the skeleton crew mm-hmm. for sure, because mm-hmm. Goonies in space or that kind of like coming of age, uh, you know, stranger things, any of the, like that, that kind of like, you know, follow some kids getting into some shenanigans and throw Jude law in there for some reason. Like, yeah, okay. I can mess with that. Dude, uh, it's going to, it's going to be like herding cats. He'll be like, Oh, you crazy kids. <laughs> I was thinking kind of Hawkeye. Yeah. I was thinking kind of Hawkeye young Avengers style of him Ooh. just being tired and exhausted all the time as a bunch of 10 year old Jedis run around. He'll be like, a, he'll be like the little old lady who lived in a shoe. Yep. <laughs> That'll work for sure. And, uh, and like I mentioned before, I'm excited for the, the high Republic Disney plus thing. That's uh, that a- aimed at little kids. Uh, I'm wearing, I mentioned before we started recording, I have like a half dozen Star Wars shirts and I'm wearing a bluey shirt. So most of what I watch is with my son and his kids cartoons and and shows. And, uh, and I like when they're like bluey where bluey is a parenting show that kids can watch. If anyone's watched it, or if you haven't watched it and you, you, you know, want to check it out on Disney plus, uh, it is 100% a parenting show that just happens to like entertain kids as well. And uh, so, I, and I think Disney's pretty good at that, of, of coming up with stuff that's, that's not just dumbed down. Like I'm, there's obviously some really dumbed down, like kid shows on Disney junior and whatever, but uh, if they can do something cool with some like good lessons and stuff here, I think that will be awesome. So nice. if that comes out, uh, you know, 2023 or so, you know, I'll have like a, a three-year-old. So that'll be, He'll be right in that age to kind of like start grabbing some of those lessons and hopefully find uh, the Star Wars stuff uh, interesting. And that'll be aside from like some Lego stuff, maybe that'll be kind of a first introduction to yeah. to Star Wars because like mm-hmm. the Clone Wars. I've had Clone Wars on before, and he has no interest if it's not like bright colors and singing and dancing and stuff. So, um, man, that, that's that's Ewoks all the live long day. The colors are a little more <laughs> subdued, but the singing and dancing and cannibalism, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, maybe I should- I'm on Ewoks. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. I, I, I watched, I, I watched an episode of the droids one from the eighties and uh, outside of the song from sting could not make it through the first episode. <laughs> no. Rough stuff. No. Uh, well, let's get into what we're all here for. I wish we had someone that did a better mall impression. Charlie, you're doing the, the actions. Kenobi! I don't want to shove me in. Ken- uh, <laughs> Kenobi. There you go. There you go. So <laughs> we're covering episodes one, two, and three because we got episodes one and two dropped Wednesday and or uh, that, that uh, Friday, uh, Friday, twenty seventh, yeah. And then uh, and then episode three dropped last Wednesday. By the time people are listening to this show, maybe we should drop it a day early because uh, 
yeah, episode four is going to be out. People are going to right. be listening to this recap and watching episode four, but um, we're not going to do a very in-depth breakdown of each single scene in each episode. That's That's been done. Go watch uh, what a new rock stars. Yeah, new, rock, new rock stars is my favorite. YouTube. Yeah. There's Easter eggs and stuff like that. And it, you know, feel free to throw those out when, when we're talking about it. But uh, I just want to get a sense from you guys, like, what did you think overall so far? Let's let's uh, start there. Katie first. Oh, I don't know if you want me to go first. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Um, <laughs> I I, I, I first. If you guys want to to take a second. Oh yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, go for it. If you got some Twitter comments, go, go nuts. Yeah. So we we put out on Twitter today, Charlie. Uh, you put something out, and I kind of retweeted you to to get a sense of of things. And I just said, let us know your thoughts on episode one to three. So we had a few people comment. Uh, Lou One Kenobi or Louis One Kenobi uh, at Dins Jarin three two seven on Twitter. Awesome, uh, awesome account. Always uh, interacts and stuff. Um, said would love to hear our thoughts on vader letting obi-wan go and what he could have been thinking in the moment uh or did he just enjoy the hunt did he just enjoy hunting obi-wan uh or was this anakin in his mind being conflicted conflicting him and preventing darth vader from killing his former master wow uh so i i shot back and and i i asked like what do you think like what are your suspicions and uh and he said uh I read that as uh, Vader's biggest, maybe only fear is that Anakin would come back out and overpower Darth Vader. So I was wondering if in that moment, Anakin was actually preventing him from killing Obi-Wan. That could be just, it could be just that Vader wanted to keep hunting him, wanted to make him suffer. Like he was saying in the episode uh, and could use Obi-Wan to find more Jedi because it was Obi-Wan that sent out that message. Darth Vader probably intercepted that, saw it, knew that Obi-Wan was the one that sent the warning and thought maybe some Jedi could come after. So that's uh, that's some good thoughts there. So we will get to that scene, or do you guys want to start on that scene and give your your thoughts on on why Darth Vader let him go? We're skipping to episode three here. <laughs> why not? I mean, because again, that's the meat, right? I mean, you had you had the slow buildup, you had kind of the the in between. You know, we're we're on the gunky planet, and there's got to be um, some interaction between you know little Leia who chews scenery in every scene she's in. She's fantastic. Amazing. That, that yep. young lady who just celebrated her birthday, by the way, turned ten years old. Uh, yeah, that was that was that, yeah, that was news. Uh, that was news this week. But yeah, I mean, the meat of it, the 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 showdown that everybody wanted to see, which was barely that because again kenobi is like dude what you've been doing for you know the last 10 years he's 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 sloppy sue you know he cannot he he couldn't you know you know fight his way out of a paper bag um i think anakin's hatred vader's hatred burns so brightly a that's the thing that keeps him alive that you know big metal iron lung but I don't think he, he's got to savor that flavor. This is what he's lived for. I think he has always, I don't know if we know he feels that Kenobi is still alive. So is he as equally surprised that he's finding Kenobi after the purge? Cause the last thing he saw through the flames in his eyeballs was Kenobi taken off, you know, with, you know, with it, with his wife and his droids, he always ripped him off. Um, so yeah, the question becomes, you know, did Vader know Kenobi was out there all this time? Was he always looking for Kenobi? Um, oh, because I think that's, he was. Yeah, because they it, were talking like because that's what the third sister um, Reba was talking about was that they were specifically hunting, right? And trying and that they knew if she knew if she found Kenobi, then that would get her, you know, right. the, the credit or the respect that she's she quote unquote deserved. Oh, mm. office politics are the worst. <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah, exactly. So yeah, is it brown nosing to the nth degree? Black nosing, uh, because Vader is in, ensconced in black. I don't know. He's must have black ass. Well, it's charred. It's you know, he's a, little, <laughs> he's a little bit fricasseed. But anyway, yeah. So is you know, is Vader unwilling to kind of let go of the quick death? I mean, you saw him 
dragging Obi-Wan through the flames. I, I just watched the episode just now before I got on. You know, he he's all he's all charred up, but you know, not not on his oh, not the face, not the moneymaker. So, but yeah, he's all burned up at the end of it. And then I clearly in the next episode, he's gonna go and get healed up. And then there's this is what Oxford and I were talking about yesterday. They're gonna have to have, you know, like a Rocky Four training montage where he's getting his ass in shape, you know, he's haul, what it was Rocky doing when he was in Russia, he was hauling, you know, hauling the big tree tire or the big the big tractor trailer tire and punching trees and so he's going to be happy doing all that shit to get in shape um, only if it's set to seagulls stop it now oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way i'll accept that yeah. not not even the music of survivor which was from the rocky four soundtrack not gonna, not gonna fly okay all right all right that's yeah. fine i understand no i would say that he is going to need to get in shape but i don't think it's so much physical i think it's mental and i think right. part, of the, part of the problem is i don't know if they've been portraying this really well and this is going to get kind of into some of the the grievances that i've had with the show is that it just doesn't seem like it holds some meat um i really want to like it i want to like the characters you know i i I love you know kenobi reva seems really dynamic um but it just doesn't seem like there's a lot there like Mm -hmm. especially like with vader like um caden christensen they had a specialist come in like for a movement specialist to have make sure he was moving and behaving like Vader did. And when he was walking down, like they have, I felt like it was like a 20 minute montage of him, like walking down the street so that they could like, it was like bad guy kicks puppy just so they could show him, you know, and be like, Oh, he's evil. He just randomly killed a kid because he could. And I'm like, it's Vader. Everybody knows he's evil. We don't need to have all of this kind of stuff. Quick sidebar, if I can point to the shelf right here, the <laughs> Cobra Commander in the, the I think it was the 100th issue of the G.I. Joe comic, he literally stepped off of a Cobra truck and kicked a puppy on the spot. Yes, that's that. where the trope comes from, is bad yeah, guy kicks puppy. It's exactly. you need to make sure you know that he's bad. Right, and he but, didn't have a mustache to twirl because he wears this thing, so yeah, that's what you gotta do. Well, I would say that because of like his behavior completely up to that point, like he knew Kenobi was there, just like Kenobi knew that you know as soon as Vader stepped off that ship. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it was really kind of the revelry of it. Like you were saying, it's kind of that animalistic hunt because they're already, they're trying to show that Vader has no, um, qualms about hurting. He, like he is there to revel in it, which is honestly feels a little counterintuitive to Vader as a character. Cause he, he always hurt with a purpose. Mm-hmm. Like there, he, he, this isn't, you know, this isn't, um, his grandson, uh, what's his face? I can't believe I Kylo, Kylo Ren. Yeah, this is Kylo Ren, where he would just like kill someone because he lost his temper, or you know? just, just chop stuff up. Property yeah, damage. Stuff, yeah, property like, damage was the worst with that guy. Yeah, um, you know they hadn't really shown Vader killing just to kill for just the fun of it. There was always like it was rebel soldiers, or it was you know a guy who had disobeyed him or was talking back to him. So I wasn't really sure what they were going with that, but that's kind of a weird side tangent, but. I'd like to see them trying to explore more of the PTSD that Obi-Wan seems to have dealing with Anakin because they haven't, they've like been kind of displaying it, but they haven't really gotten into it yet. And it makes everything feel really surface so far. Mm. Yeah. That's, I guess the, the downside of this being only six episodes is that Mm -hmm. I think they are treating it a little bit more like a movie, which this was supposed to be at first. It was supposed to be another one of those anthologies. Rogue right. One solo, uh, Boba Fett movie at one point, Obi Wan like this. This was all so. I think they're taking an approach to this that is still a little bit like a movie where you don't get those deep character dives in most mm-hmm. like two hour kind of pew pew space wizard movies or whatever. Yeah. Right. So it's like they hint at it a little bit, but I'm wondering if him being injured will be the the way to get in there, whether it's with some flashbacks or with him just kind of sitting there and have to talk out his emotions while he kind of heals and and get into that stuff. I'm wondering if episode four will give us a little bit more of that deep character dive that you know you know what that makes me quasi afraid of katie you remember in picard here we go full star trek in the most Mm -hmm. recent season when picard was in a coma for like 10 minutes and he's like i'm having all these visions of the past and my mother and blah blah blah. so uh, that was i mean that whole season was a waste and we talked (laughs) ad ad nauseum um but if if there is something like this i'm i if there is something like that mark like you described i think there could be value in it but it would have to be brief and poignant to move it through because the whole you know 
character in a coma dream sequence episode is that's 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 that's, that's one of the worst tropes that's out there yeah um, we just saw that with boba fett and yeah oh my god yes, oh, yes. It, oh, yeah. <laughs> right yeah it, with boba fett they spent half the season of him dreaming you know dreaming it under a tuscan sun it's a joke I made in SFU. It, it killed between Todd and I. We were we were cutting it up. I, I can tell it's crickets over here. Um, but and then you know he kicked the show over to another dude. So not that we need to you know rehash how much we dislike the book of Boba Fett. But yeah, if there's something where he's like he's in a back to tank and he's healing, but he's like, well, this thing and blah blah, and I'm having visions of this thing and that thing, and boom, I got my mojo back and I'm going to get a new robe. Then you're going to see me pumping. You're going to see me pumping iron. I'm like I said, he's going to be hauling that tractor tire. He's going to be chopping wood. Because everybody knows that's how you get in shape. He's going to be running up a mountain. I, I'm all of milk it. dripping on his beard in the sun. <laughs> well, <laughs> in, I think that new milk was a bad choice. The <laughs> <laughs> glass cage of emotion. <laughs> Sorry, Katie, you saying punted Baxter. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Anyway, oh, I gotta watch that movie real, real soon. To get back to um, kind of what you were saying, Mark, and also to tie in what Charlie was saying with Picard is that I honestly felt like where Picard had to like shoved everything, every random plot point. They're just grabbing K- plot sink. points. Yeah, mm. as many as they could into like as many little episodes as they had. Where this one, it makes sense now that it was a movie because I just felt like every time there was a scene, like the director was in there going, stretch it out, just, just making that stretch it out theater yeah. motion because like everything felt like it dragged and there was really no point in it like i honestly like i really feel like they should have just cut the order 66 scene in the beginning mm. like that went up and i was like oh this is really bad timing this is it, horrible it timing and there was a really no need for it mm. and without even like yeah. picking up a warning because like i watched it yesterday for the first time there was not a warning there was not, like even stranger things i thought there was a warning now didn't mm-hmm. they add a warning to it there was no warning you talk oh, right at the you talk about right at the beginning with the kids yeah. and the and yeah I watched it maybe I was looking maybe I was looking down because you know my ADD I'm doing this and it's on so I might have totally missed that I didn't I see anything I read that they added a warning that's yeah. weird but it also didn't seem necessary mm. like just as far yeah. as story wise goes to tie into Reva's story or something that's coming later I don't think that's there by accident but I don't think we've seen it yet. So I'm guessing that's going to be like an episode five, six reveal Mm -hmm. of why, why that's, that's there, what's happening, uh, that kind of stuff. But um, back to, back to the question before we keep going. (laughs) Uh, Personally for me, I, I think it was maybe a little bit of both. I think Anakin may have been trying to, to peek through a tiny little bit, but I also really think Vader just wanted to play with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Katie, what what you said kind of resonates with me, which is we see him do this essentially Rogue One hallway scene without a lightsaber this time. Like he mm-hmm. just walked through this village, just randomly just, you know, twerking some necks around and just dragging people. Like he's, this is an unhinged Vader that we haven't seen. And maybe whatever, 10, 15 years down the road when we see the original trilogy, Vader's calmed down a little bit, but this is like pure anger, animalistic Vader. Johnny Cranky Pants. Yeah, this is not a Vader that we've explored, especially not in live action. So it's really like seeing what, and even just seeing him drag Obi-Wan through the flames, like you get a sense that like, he's just having fun. He's doing this uh, the same way in the comics that he was having fun with um, uh, Ochi of Bastoon. Right. Right. Yeah. And yeah, that that whole arc where he was stranded on the, yeah, that's right. It was like, Oh, is Ochi going to best Vader? Oh, is he going to do this? Like Vader lost his legs, replaced him with droid legs and was like seemingly beaten. And then he just like, got what do you, do you hear the the eye of uh shoot the name's escaping me but he he heard something calling through the force right and he just basically was just like oh yeah i'm done with you by yeah. the way like this has just been fun for me mm-hmm. yeah. i'm sorry you're the best bounty hunter in the galaxy but like this has just been a fun thing i'm i'm through with this now goodbye i'm going over here because there's something more interesting like that's the vader that i'm glossing over it's and moving on mm-hmm. yeah like this as a test to himself he's doing this to prove that he can uh because you know he 
He wants to prove that he can beat Obi-Wan. He wants, it doesn't matter if Obi-Wan gets the high ground. This time it's going to work. Mm-hmm. And, and there, there was no high ground. They were face to face. Absolutely. So, yes. And this is also the Vader that turned off his freaking breathing apparatus to sneak up on Obi-Wan. Like, right. Yeah. He's, he's just, he's unhinged. He's, he's just out for it. And I think he's just having fun. Rocking with Dakin. Awesome. Um, let's get to another couple. So, so Todd did, re- do we get the montage of, of Obi-Wan training and getting ripped to eye of the <laughs> You know my response to that, Todd. I already covered it. Uh, with the, the seagulls. Um, we did, we did get uh, Estelle, a friend of mine on Twitter at S T K Y Walker. Uh, so like Skywalker, but with a T in there. Uh, so, so Estelle said, there is so much to say since everything that has happened so far was too intense to be true. Uh, I didn't expect it to be that intense that quick. So kind of opposite of, of what, uh, you know, Katie's been saying where it's like drawn out, like, but it, it did get pretty intense. Uh, she didn't think we'd see Vader this quickly. She thought they'd, they'd hold that back. Maybe like the last episode or two, I guess. Um, Continued on. Uh, also, I really love how they built Obi-Wan's character in the series. Find it very realistic uh, with the fact that he hasn't used the Force for so long. Uh, of course, he cannot get all his capacities back too quickly, which explains kind of why he was uh, bested and why he's like a little rusty and, and, and all that kind of and stuff. That, that's what, that, that was the point I was trying to make to Todd because Todd, even in our episode of SFU, which will come out on Friday, he was just ripping into the, well, like I was talking about it and I like, couldn't drown him out. He wanted to criticize. Why was why was Obi Wan not ripped and in shape and blah blah? I'm like, well, you know what? He's still a human being. He's dealing with the PTSD of everything that happened. He's hopeless. His life sucks. He's working in a friggin' meat slicing cannery uh, around bones and what you know. Just the, and then he you know he he rides an anteater home and he lives in a cave and a Jawa's ripping him off and everything sucks. No no women. No social life. Everything sucks. So yeah, you know what? He's probably not exactly living in the high life of the force and feeling super great. He's not talking to Qui-Gon. He's lost that connection. So he's kind of that dude who has nothing to look forward to. He's kind of living in Groundhog Day. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I can see why he would be out of touch, but he may simply need the push of, oh, I don't know, getting dragged through a burning fire. And, you know, the the fact that he failed in his mission to rescue Leia, which we see right here at the end of, of this third episode, that she walks, Leia walks right into the trap with Reba. And so obviously she's going to be Leia napped and he's going to have to rescue her all over again. So, yeah, he's, he's going to need a big old push. And I think that we're going to see that big push materialize in episode four. That's what I think. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and Estelle kind of answered the question that we were talking about before. She, she, the, one of her final tweets, uh, she did a kind of a series. Uh, <laughs> but in my opinion, Vader lets him go because he's been waiting so long to get revenge that he needs it to be slow. Mm-hmm. wants to draw it out. Uh, I think he wants Obi-Wan to suffer the same way he did, uh, letting him think about what happened in episode three and taking his time before they meet again and he can best him. So, uh, yeah, pretty nasty um and thank you estelle and uh and lou or louis i gotta learn how to, to say your name it's uh, oh, uh, louis one kenobi uh anyway thank you guys so much for uh for writing in that's that's awesome um i think i missed one hold on oh there we go bright suns podcast uh i think so far they've masterfully painted the picture of where obi-wan is emotionally after the kind of trauma he faced the first faced off with vader and he was Uh, beaten so easily because he was crippled by fear. Mm -hmm. Here's something we haven't touched on yet. Is Obi-Wan lost the fight? Vader didn't win. Obi-Wan lost. Uh, Crippled crippled by fear. Uh, The remainder of this journey is going to be complex and brilliant. So again, someone that thinks maybe the same way I am of like the next three episodes are going to be a bit more complex. Hopefully Mm -hmm. not just a training montage of, of, you know, (laughs) Obi-Wan. But I think it's the... I think Obi-Wan's still in decent physical shape. I think he's just broken mentally. Yeah. 
Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. He didn't look like, you know, he wasn't carrying, you know, the, uh, he hadn't been drinking Jawa juice all those years and had the big old beer belly, um, which again, Jawa juice sounds like a very troubling beverage. You know, what part of the Jawa <laughs> did they juice to get Jawa juice? I, that's like what part of the, what part of the chicken is the McNugget things that don't need answering. Um, but yeah, no, he looked like physically he looked, you know, he was older, but you know, look at, you know, Christopher Lee's Count Dooku. He was old as hell and he was still doing flips and shit. And Yoda is 900. Mm-hmm. I mean, the force it takes care of a lot of that shit. So, but when you're not in connection with the force, I mean, look at how he was just getting his ass whooped by everybody. Flee from the red hot chili peppers, kicked the shit out of him. <laughs> you know? well, what do you think about that? Yeah, that's uh, yeah. Very, very true. Um, any, any other thoughts about like the, the Vader fight uh, before we maybe look at some other stuff that's happened? Like, <laughs> I mean, that was, that was the big part of it. That obviously, was the big so. thing of this three episode arc for sure. Uh, so maybe let's go to a few favorite scenes or moments from the show that aren't necessarily this, this Vader fight. Katie, start with you. What else has stood out so far in three episodes? Um, I really like little Leia. Uh, I think she's oh, really yes. great and she's a lot of fun. Um, so I'm excited to see how her character grows and develops. Absolutely. I, yeah, I was, (laughs) I I love rooftop, the rooftop run and gun, uh, ending with obviously Obi-Wan finally breaking through and and grabbing little Leia shoes falling because the run and gun thing was very evocative of like the spy threat, like the, the action adventure spy threat, like, like 24 or the Punisher or something. I just thought it was super cool. I love seeing, you know, Obi-Wan as a marksman. I mean, you know, don't stop it shooting General Grievous in the friggin' heart. Just shoot everybody. I mean, yeah, he's 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 deaf. And I, I did like him kind of fumbling his way through trying to fight, you know, when he was in, you know, basically when he was in Breaking Bad, when he, he was in the meth lab, the spice lab. Um, and I, I dug that scene when he threw the spice to get away. And then he flashed the next scene and see the guys are like, Ah, looking at their fingers. I'm like, I'm like, I say to April when we're watching this, and I'm like, oh, dude, I can smell the colors now. Yeah. I mean, just like, you've never seen anybody just that whacked out of their gourd on spice. So it was like, yeah. It was kind of cool. I liked it. Oh, Mark, nope. I think you might still be muted, bud. Oh, there we go. Sorry. Yeah. I, hate, I, I hate it when that happens. Yeah, I said, yeah, sorry, I was saying uh, we've heard of Spice so much in Star Wars, but this is the first time we've ever, like, seen someone that's basically, like, licking the walls, like, the snozberries taste like snozberries, you know, like, Mm -hmm. that's, that is uh, new for Star Wars, and I I loved it. Um, For me, I also loved uh, Kamel Nagiani's character. The schemer. The whole thing where he's like walking through and he has the lightsaber like front and center, which is not really Jedi esque at all. And he's he's doing the you know he's got the magnet hands and everything's time. And it's like it's it's so funny because it's also like a little bit of like the Disney magic kind of thing that you'd see at the park. But like the, right. there, it's like the suspension of disbelief, and you're like, oh my god, I'm in Star Wars. And in this, it's like, hold on for a second there, you schemer. And I just, I love that kind of like juxtaposition of um, what works in real life. And then in this, you're, you're calling him out for his BS. I want to go back to Star Wars land. So whatever. Yeah, right. <laughs> I really just yeah, wanted I, to see a spinoff series of just him and that little kid, like him and his little like street urchin kid, like doing, doing scheming. Like, like, like it's Aladdin. Yeah. Know? Like I just want like a sitcom type of deal with just him and that kid getting into the antics and then getting out of the antics. Oh man, you know, maybe, great. <laughs> maybe that'll show up in Skeleton Crew because you know that's going to be nothing but antics. That's high jinx. I would 100% watch that. Um, any favorite favorite characters? I think I think Haja and, and Leia for me are, are two standouts. Uh, what about you guys? Oh, definitely Haja. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 Leia without a doubt, and uh, yeah, Haja would love love to see him again, but I we we probably won't. But yeah, I thought he was great. Yeah. Um, any theories for what we're going to see? Let's, let's start kind of wrapping this up. Uh, unless you guys have some stuff to talk about for, for the rest of these episodes, let's, let's talk about theories going forward. Katie, please. Oh, I I think we kind of already touched on some of them as far as, you know, we're going to obviously have, you know, Ben or, you know, Ben, um, Obi-Wan getting back into kind of his groove because, you know, we do see him in, um, 
Rebels, I believe it was, where he fought mm-hmm. um, Maul. Right. Yeah. And, and won fairly. Yeah, won fairly easily. So obviously he is going to get his mojo back. He's going to, you know, kind of reconnect with the Force in some way, shape, or form. I think we will see some sort of final standoff right. um, against him and Vader in some way, shape, or form. Um, but I'm really interested to see how he's going to be able to go back to Tatooine and not have any suspicion on him because obviously. The Inquisitors had a deep suspicion that he was there. Right. So I'm curious to know how that doesn't end up coming back to bite him in the ass later. And that he's able to have, you know... I mean, you know, they they were also chasing that other random dude. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, I don't know. But, I mean, you got to keep in mind, you you always wonder, like, well, why didn't Vader go back and blow up Tatooine? Because he hates it so much. It's just, they're busy doing other shit. You know, I mean, really, right. you know, well, that's what I wonder, like how they're going to wrap it up where Vader will right. give up this hunt at some point, because obviously he does. Well, so yeah. what is going to be the motivating right. factor to have him but give up that hunt? Base. Vader hates sand. He can't go there. Exactly. <laughs> my, guess, my guess is that if there is a, a climactic uh, yeah. duel between Vader and Obi-Wan at the end of this, um, Obi-Wan will fake his death or appear to have died in some fashion. So Vader would mm. be like, okay, that's it. Yeah. And that's why, you know, we meet again, Obi-Wan, you know, and he just, he, the reason he doesn't spend the next, you know, nine, 10 years chasing him is that he thinks that there's nobody to chase. Um, so I don't know though, you know, retconning, updating some of the dialogue, I suppose, from a new hope or, you know, it's a presence I've not felt since, you know, and so left you with the impression that they really hadn't seen each other in, 20 years but in this case it was 10 years and uh you know obi-wan knows that not now knows that vader's still alive and will know that vader's still alive moving forward but perhaps vader doesn't know the same about obi-wan which is why he doesn't chase mm-hmm. and i yeah aside from reva like no one really believed that obi-wan was anywhere near tatooine it seemed right. like they were just like the the whole thing. Like I saw a lot of people of like, you know, if they knew Leia was, you know, who she was, like they, nobody knew they were just kidnapping Bale's daughter because Bale was close to Obi-Wan. Like that was just happenstance that it happened mm-hmm. to be Leia and, and she was who, who she is. Um, but, you know, like, so I think as, as much as I kind of like the character and I'm kind of digging like how she approaches things, I don't think Reva's making it out of this. Oh scene. yeah, no. yeah, she's she's uh, she's yeah. Because a we know the Grand Inquisitor's not actually dead, right? So he's gonna be like done to the next thing I was gonna ask. What do yeah. you guys think with the Grand Inquisitor? He, he's is gonna that? pop up after his trip out of a ba- back to tank and like behead her. She's done. She's right. she's donezo, as the kids said. Did the kids say that? I don't know. I say that. I heard it. In the show. <laughs> I heard a young person. I heard a young person say it in a show like seven or eight years ago. So maybe, uh, yeah, she she's toast. I mean, yeah, Grand Inquisitor is going to stand up and he'll have a he'll have a band aid over the the lightsaber stab wound and be like, and then just chop her head off. So there's the, you know, the, the, Papa don't take no mess. It's going to be over. You, you don't think it's his twin brother and he's just going to come up and be like, the, hey, my my name's. The bland, Angel the bland Lee. Inquisitor. Deerfest, <laughs> they do, they do the whole thing. They kill Landfill, and then his twin brother comes in. And he's like, "You guys can call me Landfill," and it's like this like thirty minute chunk in that movie that doesn't matter. They could do that with the Inquisitor. No, the twin brother just comes in. He's like, "You guys can call me the Grand Inquisitor too." Yeah, sweet. <laughs> there you go. It's That's like uh, like you know Seymour Skinner uh, faking his identity <laughs> in The Simpsons. It was yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Armin Tamzarian, that's who he is. <laughs> I have to say that when when the Inquisitor got stabbed, I like let out an audible gasp of it, shock. Of it was just a like hundred sphincters slamming shut. Yeah, that was. There's been a few of those moments in this show that has just been like, and I love that they're not afraid to. I don't want to say mess with canon, but like subvert your expectations of what is canon because we know so much about what happens after this show and with some of these characters that mm-hmm. when you see something like obi-wan getting dragged through flames then you're like have i seen like any of obi-wan's body other than his face not really uh you know the, the inquisitor getting like shish kebobbed uh just th- that kind of stuff is just like wow like they are not afraid to um 
just come at me with some of these like, surprises. They're going, they're going for it. It's crazy. So what do you guys think? So we, we've had rumors of a season two. Right. Yeah, that was the buzz yesterday. But um, and, and, I, and I think I shared a post on, on SFU and I'll go on record as saying, I, I just don't think so. You know, I, I just don't think so. I think this was enough of a foray into it, into this kind of period of time in this setting that you don't really want to mess with because, you know, Obi-Wan is there, you know, watching Luke and, and some of those, even I, I think a couple of years after this, or maybe a couple of years before this, uh, canonically have been covered in the current Marvel comics run. And then you have this show. Um, so it's just how, how much more do they got to, they got to stick in there. I just, I, I myself would love this to be a one and done. Mm-hmm. Right. Katie. Yeah, I would say I hope not, um, because I am very much of the same vein as that. I would really love to see them, you know, start branching out and telling other stories outside of this particular timeline. Like, you know, they have the High Republic, you know, kids show coming out. Like, let's do some High Republic stuff in other veins or let's, you know, mm-hmm. let's let's go, you know, 3000 years in the future. What does that look like? Yeah, um, right. That's just because there is a very that cool I, rich I world. skipped over in the the uh, Star Wars celebration is they've they've said Taika Waititi's uh, Star Wars movie is going to be the next one officially made. So, and right. we know nothing about that. That could be yeah. three thousand years in the future. I mean, and he's a fantastic writer and director. So I'm yeah, super yeah. stoked to see what he does. I think that's going to be fantastic. Yeah, for um, sure. But yeah, for so that's what I sure. I feel like this is kind of at this point I this was already just supposed to be a movie mm-hmm. and so the fact that they're turning it into a six episode series and now if they're being like okay we're gonna make a season two i'm just gonna be like do you really have story for that because you barely yeah. have story for a first season i'm yeah i'm just not buying it you're right because they're gonna stretch it out and we might get uh you know a, a fever dream flashback episode and then there'll be a training montage and then there'll be a big fight yeah i just i don't want more i don't want more and i love it but i i don't want more because more is going to be less you know it was the whole mm. reason why book of boba fett didn't work he's a side character we don't need to know what he had for breakfast the mm-hmm. third sunday after the end of mandalorian season two and then you don't need to double down by making the show about mando anyway and oh give give baby give people baby yoda grogu which is what they want anyway and then we'll throw it back to boba fett and there's a baby rancor and i do oh. The Quinlan Voss name drop in this uh, the third episode. Do yes, you guys think that's who rescued Grogu? Is that time? Yeah, that, that, that's that's a theory that's going around. I think so. I think so. It moves some younglings once in a while. He, you know, he he could have been the one that obviously moved Grogu from spot to spot because we don't know how long Grogu was sitting his little pram on that on the on that planet he was on with Quill. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you don't know how long he was sitting there. So. Hopefully, hopefully was he wasn't sitting there for 20 years not eating. <laughs> he needs his chicky nuggies and his, you know, his live frogs. Yeah. And frog eggs. <laughs> frog eggs, yes, exactly. Um, I think that's that's kind of it, unless you guys have more to talk about. I think we're, you know, we're we're about that time anyway. I'm sure we yeah. can keep talking about this for, for quite a while. No, no, I, I, I loved it. I, I'm really hoping that the the backfill of the episodes deliver. And it sounds like we're of general consensus that we hopefully these season two rumors just become something else because it just doesn't really seem to click. For, mm-hmm. for me, it depends on how they finish this. If yeah. And if there's a story worth telling. Right. If if someone comes up and there, you know, there's someone there, and or Dave Filoni says, you know what, I have, I cracked it. I know what season two is going to be, mm-hmm. and like, I mean, we kind of expect these series and stuff to take place over a little while, but like, he could basically do it twenty four style, right. where it's like there's a day that Obi Wan had that's just a little bit bonkers. Mm-hmm. And here is like, you know, 24 hours of Obi-Wan's life where some shit went down and it's highly entertaining. And we got a little bit more character development that, again, might lead up to that, uh, you know, how he centered himself for that mall battle. Because there's a lot more going on than like surface level on on that episode of Rebels. So oh, uh, yeah. You know, break down the the very subtle movements of of that sword fight. And it's it's. uh you could write a book on, on the, the subtleties of that one. So like, mm-hmm. give me something like that, where he's, he's tapping into that, where he's finally tapping in back into the force, talking to Qui-Gon doing whatever um, could be an interesting character study for even 
a couple more episodes. But, uh, you know, if the interest is there from the actors and they, they have a story that's cracked, but I definitely don't want to see it where they're just like phoning it in, jumping the shark, just like, hey, everyone's involved and we have a truckload of money. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. Um, no, thank you. But yeah, I'll I'll wait and see how this finishes and and see if there's you know someone that can come up with a good story. Fair, that, you know, that, 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 there's some validity to that, but uh, mm, crazy. But yeah, really fired up and looking forward to it. So gimme, gimme, gimme. Sure, we'll be covering the next three episodes on the next couple of episodes of Holocron Chronicles. But uh, until that time, Katie, thank you so much for joining us. It was my pleasure. Thank you for having me. We'll have to have you back. It's uh, we know where to find you anyway. Cause, you know, you're slowly taking over all the secret friends uh, right. shows. Yeah. She, uh, she, she, she is our Palpatine. <laughs> oh, so, thanks for that. You're very welcome. Uh, good, good. Um, <laughs> where, where can people find you on the internet if you want people to find you at all? Yeah, um, you can. I'm occasionally on Twitter on uh, QT Geek. That is Q underscore T Geek. Um, and then you can find me on Instagram for quintessential geek. Excellent. And has a uh, has a gallery opening later this week. Ooh, yes. Check it out too. Um, if, yeah, I do actually. I have a photography uh, exhibition opening um, on Friday. So that's great. If you want, yeah, if you want to find out more about that, that's under um, K, just the letter K, Photoscape. All right. So weed. And as for me, I can be found over on Twitter. I'm trying to be better at it. At the C3, spell it out. Uh, the wife and I also run the West Michigan chapter of the International Star Trek Fan Club. That's the USS Grand Petoskey can be found uh, on socials by that name. I also try to fill up the uh, Secret Vents Unite Facebook group with content when I get the opportunity. So I'm just geeking out all the damn time. That's what I do. And you can find me at the underscore Canardian on uh, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, wherever. I'm trying to get better at TikTok, but I've been really kind of slacking off and just watching instead of creating. But uh, you, know, <laughs> it uh, you can find me also on our Discord server. And if you want to uh, be a part of that, the, the links again are in the show notes. And that's that. Well, already, Roo. Well, friends, thank you as always for joining us. I'm going to tell you that sharing is caring to keep on trucking. Rex, may the force be with you. Play us out. You, you stopped it, right? <laughs> no. no this I thought he did it. We're going to watch you. We're going to do this play while we go to bed. I'm silent right now. This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite Podcasting Network. Visit SecretFriendsUnite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server. Or follow at SecretFriendsU on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.